0: The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God, Amen. Christos and list. Christ is resurrected. Um, it's, it's easy to forget that we're in the Holy Fifties. Um, but during the Holy Fifties, our focus is on the resurrection of Christ and the person of Christ. In all the readings uh, during this period, the church presents to us Christ as someone that we can actually experience and not just know by name, right? So just like the Great Lent has seven Sundays and has set readings for each week. So we had, there was Treasure Sunday, there was Temptation Sunday, the Prodigal Son, Samaritan Woman, uh, Paralytic Man, Blind Man, and then Palm Sunday. This period also in the Holy 50s has something very similar. But dif- the difference is that the Great Lent, most of the theme right revolves around repentance. But the readings in the Holy 50s all revolve around Christ our, as our bridegroom, right? Um, as our joy, as, our, as someone that we could truly and deeply know and experience in our life. So the first week in, in this period was Thomas Sunday, right? And Christ is presented as the source of our joy because he's our resurrection, and the resurrection brings joy. Last week was Christ as the bread of life. Today is Christ as the living water. Next week, it will be Christ as the light of the world. The week after that will be Christ as the the truth, the way, and the life. And then the week after that will be Christ as our peace. And then the final one will be Pentecost. So today, by God's grace, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about Christ as our living water. uh, Or the provider of our living water. So if you noticed, today's gospel is about the Samaritan woman. And as I mentioned earlier, we also read this gospel during Lent. But the focus or the lens that we read the gospel through is different, right? During the Lent, it's about the repentance of the Samaritan woman. Today, when we, when we read it, our focus is on Christ and what he could do for me and how I can actually experience him in my life. So in thinking about this, the story of the Samaritan woman, the part that I kept kind of coming back to is the part where Christ tells her, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I give you, you will never thirst and it got me to think about what is it in my life that I'm thirsty for, and where do I actually go to quench my thirst? Okay? I'm not talking about the fridge. I'm not talking about you know, drink or anything like that. Physically, right? It's more of, a, more, more of a spiritual sense. I'm talking about the thirst for comfort, the thirst for love, the thirst for, um, for joy, for satisfaction, for peace, for happiness for riches, for power, what have you, you name it. As human beings, we're all in need of something. We're all in thirst of something, okay? And we we all always do all that we can to go out and quench our thirst. And more often than not, we often look for it in the wrong places. And we don't get it. And even if we do find it, we're never satisfied, okay? And it's never enough. The Samaritan woman, for example, she was thirsty for love. So what did she do? She went looking for it in different relationships. Not one, not two, not 3, not 4, not 5, but 6. She was working on her sixth relationship, right? Um all because she wanted to quench the thirst of love that she had that she needed. So she went looking for it in the different relationships that she had, right? From one guy to another. And if I'm being honest, I'm probably not too different from the Samaritan woman in the sense that I look to quench my thirst for my needs in all the wrong places. Okay. If I'm seeking to quench my thirst, I have to, you know, if if the quench the thirst for my for my desire to be loved and accepted by other people, and then I will look for it in different relationships. Now I'll always remain thirsty. If I have a thirst and a need, right, to be happy in the number of things that I own in my life, then I will always still be thirsty. If I have to quench my thirst for, comf- for comfort, in the amount of money that I have, I will always be thirsty. It's never gonna be enough money. If I want to quench my thirst for my popularity, of my acceptance by other people, and the number of friends that I have, or the social status that I have, I will always be thirsty, okay? The list could keep going. The point is, if I'm not thirsty for Christ, and if I don't go to him to quench my thirst, then I'll always be thirsty. And I will never, ever be satisfied, no matter how rich, popular, beautiful, accepted I am by everybody else around me. <clears throat> So I have to ask myself, what is it that I'm thirsty for? And who is it that I go to to actually quench my thirst? <clears throat> there are countless, countless stories of very rich people who tragically ended their life, or maybe even publicly admitted that they're not happy, even though they have everything that they need. But even though they had everything, they felt like they had nothing. Because okay? none of what they actually had fulfilled their need that they have inside of every single one of them. You see, we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, right? That only He could fill. The hole is designed only for Him. And when we try to fill it with anything else... This whole becomes one that brings pain and discontentment as opposed to peace and joy and contentment in Christ, okay? If you're a parent and you have toddlers, you probably know what I'm gonna be talking about right now, but my kids have this toy when they were younger. It was this box and on top of the box, they had like six different shapes. They had a circle, a square, a star, a triangle, two other shapes, right? And the objective of the game is for them to put the pieces inside the actual hole that it fits, right? It's supposed to work on their motor skills or something like um, that. But they obviously, when they were very young, they didn't know what the shapes are, so they often would try to put like the square-shaped piece inside through inside the box through the the round hole, or the triangle in in through the square, right? It, just, it never works, and what ended up happening is that they ended up being frustrated, and more often than not, they just Left the toy by by the wayside, and it's the same thing with us in our relationship with God, right? We will always be thirsty to fill this God-shaped hole in our hearts if we try to fill it with anything outside of God. Okay, but if we try to seek, if we try to seek Him, right? He's the only piece that actually fits in that hole because that hole is designed only for Him, right? And it's that hole that makes everything else go around. And it gives me that satisfaction, and fulfillment that I'm actually looking for. Saint Augustine says something very beautiful. It says, "You've made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find the rest in you." Okay, our hearts are restless until they find the rest in you. But the good thing is that there's a solution. There's a solution to all this. There are three things that I can do to try to feel that, to go after the right thing and to the right person that could actually quench my thirst for everything that I'm looking for in my life. The first step is to actually realize and admit that I'm actually thirsty. Okay? Um, that's what David in Psalm 63 said. He said, Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. Okay? What's our land that has no water that we're looking for God and we don't find? It. Right? We all have that. So David realized that he was actually thirsty and his heart was in a drought. Many times I don't even know that I'm actually thirsty, believe it or not, right? In the busyness of life and in the daily routine of everything that I do, it's really easy to actually lose track of my water levels. If I don't realize that the sprinkler system to my spiritual garden is actually broken, I'll never fix it. So it's always good to realize that something is not right. right? And once I realize, the second step is to actually do something about it, right? The remainder of that psalm, right? The next verse that I just read, it said David says, "So I looked for you in your sanctuary to see your power and your glory." Right? So David was thirsty; he couldn't find God. So what did he do? He went out looking for him. So the second step is to look for God. He says, you know, God says, "If you diligently seek me, you will find me." Right? He says, "If you knock, I will open. If you seek, you will find. If you ask, you will be given." So I need to seek Him. I need to wrestle with Him and not let Him go until He actually quenches my thirst. I need to wrestle with Him in prayer. right? I need to wrestle with Him in, in my readings to understand what it, is, what it is that He wants me to do and what, what it is that He wants from me. I need to wrestle with Him until He blesses me like He blessed Jacob. Right? The Samaritan woman, when He told her, He said, give me this water. Right? So I need to go to Him and ask Him to give me Himself, to give me that water that will quench my thirst. And the third step is to actually look forward and not backwards. What do I mean by that? Once the Samaritan woman tasted and experienced Christ and accepted Him, the Gospel tells us that she left her water pot behind. And that's probably the only water pot she had. So once I experience Christ, I'll have no need to hold on to anything that I was holding on to before to try to quench my thirst from. Because in Christ, I'll find everything that I will ever need. And outside of that, In in trying to fill that God-shaped hole in my heart and in my life, I'll never find satisfaction. I'll never find joy. Because it's only Him that can give me everything that I'm looking for. The acceptance, the love, the healing, right? The transformation. It's only through Him. So I'll end by repeating what St. Augustine said. You have made us for yourself. And our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. Christ is thirsty for us. On the cross, He says, I thirst. The question is today is am I thirsty for him and glory be to God forever amen